Welcome back to the Dr. Supercoach podcast. You're on once again with Chizo and uh, JB, you're back here with me after a, a little bit of an extended rest leading up until the finals here, mate, because uh, we've both been crook and I'm crook again coming into this round, but uh, we're just going to push through, mate. How are you? Yeah, we had a bit of a sabbatical and um, we still haven't recovered from our illnesses. I've still got a bit of a cough and now I've got a sprained ankle. So um, we've tried to finish the season strong and it's, it's really backfired at us, so... <laughs> Um, let's smash out this podcast, give some people some last-minute advice, and um, hopefully guide them through to their grand final victories. I think Pistol is just, uh, he's cast a little bit of a, a curse on the both of us because he's just fallen off the face of the earth, and he's also not on the podcast because of uni. I think uh, he, he might have just uh, jinxed us here a little bit. What do you reckon? Uni, is that like a abbreviation for Cheezo Chase Down? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you say that because uh, uh, I haven't I haven't let him forget about it over the last fortnight. <laughs> I, I, I usually time it to perfection and just uh, overrun him just in the prelims and the uh, the grand finals. But I just thought I'd go a little bit early this uh, this season and just uh, get him, you know, like a month out from the end of the season, just uh, just to put a bit a bit a bit of a winks over top of him there, uh, JB. Yeah, you've jumped the gun a bit, and <clears throat> I'll be honest, it's a little disrespectful. But if it was anyone <laughs> other than Pistol, I'd, I'd probably be enraged. But I mean, <clears throat> he dishes out his fair share of smacked hooks, so I think he kind of deserves this one a little bit. Well, that's exactly right. And uh, uh, Mrs. Pistol was uh, was quite disappointed that she didn't get to have the, uh, the the podcast last week and hear about how she won our close encounter by 16 points or something like that and knocked knocked me out of the league as she went into the prelim. So um, there's a little bit of a, a, a conspiracy going on that maybe we just skipped the podcast because we didn't want to mention it. <laughs> uh, but no, we're definitely both sick and we pistol out. We didn't have anywhere else to go. Uh, hey, mate, we'll make this a, a short one just considering that it's the end of the season and we just need to, um, you know probably reflect more than plan for this week. Uh, we'll jump straight into the teams. We'll go Hawthorne and the Western Bulldogs. Uh, Friday night game. They're both playing absolutely terribly at the moment. Uh, Liam Shields and Harry Morrison coming in for his first game uh, with Ryan Burden and Ricky Henderson being uh, omitted uh, with injuries. Uh, Western Bulldogs, uh, Matty, Matty Boyd coming in, Tom Campbell and Patrick Lipinski. Uh, Travis Cloak out with General Soreness. Stringer done the string and Tory Dixon has been omitted. Um, interesting Friday night game here, mate, to open the final round of the season. Not really one that's probably going to be affecting too much of the uh, the top eight, do you think? Yeah, well, Bulldogs need to win this one, and I think they can still technically make it, but we all know they don't really have a chance. I mean, teams above them are more likely to win as well and, and sneak into the eight. So it's not a huge game. I think Hawks are a sneaky shout here. Um, it's a little sad to see Ryan Burton go out. Um, obviously, been like super coach wise at least... Um, I mean, although he, he wasn't really pickable at such a high price coming into the season, um, he's been by far the best, most ownable player, um, just scores-wise, um, out of the rookies. It's going to reflect on when he gets that. I assume he's going to get the Rising Star Award. And <clears throat> it's sad to see him not finish out the season. Um, but who do you tip in this one, Cheezer? Because it's Luke Hodges' last game, so they're going to fly the flag for him. And uh, more than likely, he's going to come out with a big game. I think with LaHug's captains, we'll touch on a little bit later, he did a, a, a retirees segment, and he's got him projected for 125 there, JB. What do you think of that? Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's a bit generous, but um, I'd love to see Hodgie go for one last big score. Um, he's been a huge part of our back lines for such a long time, um, or for the last few years when he's been eligible. 
Um, so it'll be good to see him go out with a bang. Um, and same with Matty Boyd in the opposing team. So another retiree um, and even the man himself, Robert Murphy. So a lot of players going out in this one. It'll be a good send-off game, I reckon. One of the players that we finally got to see go out on the field, uh, Omira. Great, not not uh, not so much of a great return as such, but it was great to see him return there, JB. Uh, if not for this season for Hawks fans, but also for potentially next season, depending how his body pulls up, because he's more than likely going to be around the similar price next year also. Yeah, with Omira, the only thing that needs to be said is return, and um, it's considered great. So, um, I mean, he came back, he didn't get injured, so all ticks there. Um uh, I, like I'm not a medical staff, I'm not part of any medical staff myself, but I don't know what the point was rushing him back for these um these last couple of games of the season. Maybe just to get some last last minute match fitness into him. Um, but hopefully this last game goes well for him. Um, and he racks up the pill a bit. And I mean, dare I say, presents himself for us next year. But I, I I'd assume <laughs> a lot of people have him as on the not again list. Let, let's be honest, everyone's going to see him at like 280k and just jump all over him. Let, let, there's, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> uh, jump into the next game there, Collingwood and Melbourne there, mate. Yep, so Tyson Goldsack and Brody Grundy come in to, um, to bolster that Collingwood side up. Josh Smith and Jared Blair omitted. And then on the Melbourne side, Salim and Jack Watts come in for Wagner and Billy Stretch, who are both omitted. So four omissions and four good inclusions for the teams in this one. And and I see Collingwood being a real sneaky chance in this one with their big ins. They're going to throw a lot at Melbourne being at their last game of the season. But we all know Melbourne do need to win to show up their chances in the top eight and hopefully get as high as they can on that ladder. Um, and maybe even score a home final, which I think they can still achieve. So um, it's going to be a big game, and we know these clubs always have um, hard-fought games. So um, two good games to start off the round. I expect them to be both within um, two goals. Yeah, and great to see last week Joshy Dacos getting his debut. Um, wasn't overly influential, but it's. Uh, I think it is time that Collingwood do start giving these blokes a little bit of a run, uh, particularly when uh, uh, Bucks might be on the outer. So great to give him a run, along with Callum Brown. And I think they were, they were mentioning the last time they had Dacos, Moore and Brown playing in the team at once was like 25 years ago. So <laughs> <laughs> absolutely fantastic for Collingwood fans. Um Good good ins. Uh, Jack Watts just went back to the VFL. Uh, I think he got reported or he had a hit off the ball that was thrown out. And he didn't overly uh, shoot the lights out, but he's straight back in. And uh, you mentioned it's great that they've got Christian Salim in there, JB. He he must be one of your favourite players. I'm not sure who's ever called him Christian, but um, <laughs> I'm gonna. You I'm called gonna him say Salim a minute ago. <laughs> I, did I? Did I, I, I swear <laughs> I said Christian. <laughs> All right, if I said Christian, then that is actually his no, new he's name and he's legally Salim. changed I was it. Just, I was just adding a little bit on there for you because you'd already gone halfway. I thought I'd just make it 100% different. <laughs> okay, well, I'll cop that one. Um, I'm pretty sure he legally changed his name to Christian during the week, so I'll be the last one laughing in this story. <laughs> and uh, interesting to see that Cal Kirby uh, not getting a game at the end of the season after absolutely killing it in the VFL this year. I think he's also um, either equal leading the VFL Phil goal kicking so um, disappointing that he's been talked about all year to get a debut but he just hasn't been able to break through to get that game good to see Taylor Adams named in the centre again even though uh, we've been hearing whispers all week that he might be out with general soreness there JB I don't know hey, who we'll starts in- those 
<laughs> I know. And then it just throw by this stage of the season, we don't really care. If this was like around eight, we'd be pulling our hair out. <laughs> I, I feel like the grand finalists care though. And, yeah, and just hitting old F four, old F four on every every computer we're on. Um, hey, we'll jump into the probably the biggest game of the round, the one that I'll be keeping a close eye on. Uh, the Lions and the Ruse here, uh, JB. <laughs> um, JB, they have made quite a few changes on the north side, but the Lions are pretty happy going with no change. Uh, north, Ben McKay coming in for his debut. Jed Anderson, Lockie Hansen, Lindsay Thomas probably in for his final game for North if they have any brains about him. Uh, Aaron Mullet also coming in. Jackie Zebel out with that foot injury again, succumbing to that. Prusy going out with a shoulder that he suffered last week. Uh, Nielsen out with that, that concussion when he got absolutely blitzed. Uh, Taylor Garner out with the foot. And Cameron Zaha, who is omitted out of all of that. Um, how are you seeing this one, JB? This is probably the game of the round for me, uh, only because I think the top eight's pretty much set, and you know how big I am on the draft, so I can't <laughs> wait to, to turn myself 180 degrees and you know stop thinking about the current season, just looking forward to the next crop. And uh, which one of these, uh, which one of these teams are going to get the Cam Rainer of 2017, JB? Come on, Cheezo. Not even Ed could bloody pump up this game. This is <laughs> this is going to be a stinker. This could go down as one of the least skillful games in the history of the AFL. And hey, hey, to yeah, add on to Ryan it, we don't even get to see playing, Jack Zebo or anyone play like Prusy. So like, give us give us someone that we can actually want to watch. Um, and I mean, you can tell North is tanking for that pick as they've actually included Lindsay Thomas in their team. <laughs> um, so I mean, it's it's just not looking great. Um, <laughs> I can see this being a nil nil draw, um, and neither team getting the pick, and maybe both relocating. Jeezo, I can't give this one a build up. <laughs> So the, one's going to uh, relocate to Tassie and the other one's just going to merge with the Gold Coast by the way things are going. Don't yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, you're Lindsay, right. Lindsay. It, w- it will be interesting. And um, whichever team does get their hands on that pick number one, um, it, it's looking like a decent draft coming up. So, um, I mean, it's a handy pick to have, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Todd Goldstein, probably his last game in North Melbourne, Cowboys. Uh, colours, if we're listening to all the hype. Yeah, and same with Rockcliffe, if we're listening to all of the hype. Um, so a battle of a couple I didn't of players. Realize he was in North Melbourne colours, to be honest. <laughs> Same last game for his own colours. Cheezo, <laughs> uh, you're killing me. You're killing me in the podcast. Um, but yeah, da- I mean, Dane Beams on fire, mate. Talk the, to me about him. Well, Dane Beams is a freak. Um, there's not there's not a lot we can say. I think we said um, about a month ago that if you're trading anyone in for the last four round burst um, and just ignoring the fact that they could get injured because um, there's only four rounds left. Dane Beams was probably the man to go, and he was probably one of the cheapest men to go as well. So um, he's just been big time. He's getting 120 upon 120, and with a five-round average of a whopping 126, he's hard to ignore. And, I mean, believe it or not, Chizo, he's three-round averages of 126 as well. So he's been awfully consistent, and um, if I was making any trades, um, maybe getting Hanabry out, and if I had a bit of coin, um, Beams would probably be my number one option. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I have to own up and say that when you make a mistake, and I at the time said, Dane Beams is just too much of a risk. I don't want to go into the finals with someone that... um, I I saw him at the time thinking that he was going to be along the similar lines of Gary Ablett where he might be in one week, out another week, and he just couldn't depend on him. Hindsight's a beautiful thing. He's coming into a lot of teams' grand finals this week, and if you did jump back on him, 
after he bought him out in price. He's just been absolutely fantastic and absolutely killing it. He's uh, he's back to the Dane Beams of old. And it, it, it not only looks good for, um, for, for Brisbane for future seasons, but it looks good for him to potentially be a point of difference next year because he's not going to be one of those cheap midfielders that we can all jump on like we did this year. He's going to be one of those guys that can go 115 for an entire season. Again, whether we're scared off by that injury like I was towards the end of the season remains to be seen. Seen. Hey mate, jump through uh, the next game, Sydney, Swans and Carlton there for us. Not a lot of uh, changes in this one, but a very significant change or two. Um, Harry Cunningham and Nick Newman come in. Nick Newman really just bolstering uh, people's defence um, uh, benches if they're still holding on to him. Dan Hanabry goes out with a hip complaint, which is um, which is obviously not good for, for those that have held Dan Hanabry all year. I commemorate your persistence, but... Um, there's a difference between persistence and sometimes stupidity. So um, Dan Hanabry has just had such a shocking year, now out for the grand final, so he can't even put together one last saving grace against Carlton. Um, it's just it's not great to see. And then Tommy Papley goes out with a knee injury, probably only affecting draft teams at this stage. Um, Dennis, oh, wait, draft is probably over now anyway. Um, Dennis Armfield comes in for Jack Silvani, who's done a shoulder injury. And um, the Blue Baggers, are there any chance to get up in this one, Chizo, when Sydney are fighting for a top four spot? Uh, no chance. Absolutely not at the <laughs> SCG either. Um, they're just going to absolutely run all over the top of them. As you, as you say, good to see Nick Newman back after that medial strain on his knee. Um, he did um, lose uh, lose his role to Jared McVeigh when he came back into the side towards the mid part of the year as well. Um, interesting to see that this week they haven't been... Uh, um, very forthcoming with McVeigh whether they're going to give him another contract. Um, so it'd be, it looks like that Newman won't have to wait that extra season to get that halfback role again. He should be a, a staple for the Sydney side coming next season as well. Um, hey, Lance Franklin, a lot of people thinking um, a few little unique manoeuvres that they want to do coming into the grand final. A lot of people suggesting that we should possibly go Lance Franklin out for another forward to uh, try and counteract that ownership, thinking that he'll another, have another poor week here, JB. There's been a few questions about that. What do you think about the possibility of moving Franklin on for your grand final? There's a lot of questions that we've received about getting in a forward this week, um, and the people are listing their forward lines, and it doesn't include Buddy. And he is the first and most significant player that comes to mind. He's lining up against Carlton. Sydney should belt them, like you said earlier. They should really get around him. And I couldn't think of anyone better than Buddy Franklin to be in our forward lines. He's actually finding a bit of form. And uh, like he, he would be one of my main trading options this year. Um, I, sorry, this week coming up for a grand final, especially if you had him as a POD coming against your opponent. Um, I can't see Buddy scoring less than a ton this week. Yeah, I mean, in his last three, he's still going 101. And historically, um, Carlton is one of his bunny teams. And towards the end of the season, Swan's starting to hit their straps. They uh, had a massive hit out against Adelaide uh, last week for the top of the table to show who really are the powerhouses. So I can definitely see him um, really kind of tearing up before the week off uh, as we move into to the final. So if I had the trades, I probably wouldn't be moving Franklin at this stage, I'm sure. In the uh, the other 21 that you have on field, there's probably a more weaker spot than Franklin at this point in time. 
particularly for those that have run out of trades like me, JB, I've got uh, Tommy J. Lynch on the bench and I've got Michael Hurley on the bench this week, mate. I'm, uh, I, I haven't had a donut so far this year. I haven't had a donut so far this year. I don't want to jinx myself, but I really didn't want at this time of the uh, time of the, the year to have two rookies on field in Luke Ryan and uh, bloody Lewis Young. He's been fantastic, averaging bugger all for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Yeah, well, luckily for me, my team waited until the prelim before they all um, dropped like flies. So <laughs> I had a donut in the prelim, and now my team's all ready to go for the um, the grand final. So it's good that I'm not in any grand finals, but thank you. Thank you for getting up for this one, guys. <laughs> you know what's worst? Losing to Kane in the admin league. That That, that is just insufferable. I mean, I didn't do that, so... <laughs> yeah, I know I didn't. <laughs> <Hey, laughs> yeah, that, that would to... be insufferable. <laughs> Jump into Port Adelaide and the Gold Coast Suns. Um, obviously, the news that Gaz had finally got up from that mysterious hamstring injury. I don't even know what side of the body the hamstring's on anymore. They just keep talking about the hamstring. And it just seems to be swapping sides depending on which week, whether he wants to play or not. Um, only two hours after being named in the team, he was omitted because he passed a, a he didn't pass a fitness test. You think that they would probably take that into consideration before naming the team there, JB? Yeah, crazy, crazy scenes. And um, I think it was Will Brody or Jack Bowes as well. Jack Bowes that came out as well with that hamstring complaint. And I just cannot believe um, they've listed the teams, and not an hour later they've taken two of their most influential players from the last um, well Ablett from the last however long they've existed. And Bose has been great for the last um, fortnight and a half. So, um, just unbelievable. I don't, I don't understand how you can list list your team and then just go bang, withdraw half our players now. Um, yeah. But it definitely will be impactful on the scoreboard. But I feel like it'll push it from seven goals out to ten. <laughs> so nothing yeah. crazy. And Will Brody is a, a nice in for. Um, for the Gold Coast. He has only played the two AFL games this year against Melbourne and West Coast uh, around the bye weeks. Um, over the last couple of rounds, 30 touches, 21, 25, 27, 31. He's been having some really good uh, inside midfield games. Um, he is working on that outside, which is what we wanted to see. That's the, the reason he did fall down the draft a little bit last year is because he is that fantastic uh, inside midfielder, but he doesn't quite have the outside game yet. So it's good to see that in the the, the Nifu is kind of working on that and uh, is making himself a bit more of a, a, a more well-rounded player because I think he's going to be an absolute gem for them. Uh, also coming in this week, Brad Shear and Jared Lyons, who's also a big in. On the outs, Jesse Lonigan, Josh Schoenfeld and Jack Leslie all omitted. Um, I love my boy Jesse Lonigan, my Tassie bloke, but... You'd think by this stage, whatever it is, the fourth year, he'd be able to hold down a, a position in, in their best 22 when you're as high a pick as like a pick, uh, pick 13 there, JB. Yeah, and like as you said, he's had a few years to get with it. Um, Gold Coast have so many injuries, so if he's not getting a, um, not getting a spot in their team at the moment, he's still getting omitted. Um, it doesn't look great for Jesse Lonigan, um, but hopefully he just has a crazy, crazy good preseason. Improves where the coach wants him to, um, and with a new coach coming in, um, hopefully get some more opportunity and really proves everyone wrong. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also on the power side, we should uh, should mention Jasper Pittard, who's uh, re-signed in recent weeks, which is... Uh, uh, is that resigned or re-signed there, JB? They always pick us up on it. Out for Tom Jonas with suspension, who just had another brain fade. I'd, I'd oh, like to see. Oh, I'd like man. to see how many weeks he's had in his career because I'm pretty sure there's a uh, a particular amount. I think it's like 16 that if you get done for, you're automatically banned for life. I reckon he's probably at 13 or 14 right now. Tom Jonas, the amount of times he just off the ball decides to take someone's head off, knowing that the whole footy world is watching. Chizo, I'm about to jog over to your place and off the ball take your head off. <laughs> a ridiculous suspension and I'm, I'm shocked Dow didn't get looked at for flopping craziness <laughs> well I think um, the last couple of weeks we've seen some AFL players that play super coach JB haven't we yes we've seen we've seen those that are really frustrated with his output towards the end of the season. I mean, we picked Dalhouse as a premium. He's only going at 92 for the year, only 84 across his last five, only 77 across his last three. I can totally understand why people want to hit him in the head, JB. Yeah, and it is confirmed that Jonas did have him captain for that game. And he said <laughs> he did say in a presser after the game, I was really just trying to you know shake him up, get him, get some points into him, get a bit of grunt into him. Because he put out a 79 for the match, and I think Tommy was a bit upset about that. Yeah, I would be too. Um, hey, another thing that we mentioned, we're seeing Robbie Gray play a little bit more forward now that Chad Wingard has come back, something that um, we did think would happen once Chad came back. He has come back out of, out of nowhere, um, the Chad, because we thought he was going to be out pretty much until finals. He's suddenly come back in, and we've had a couple coaches that really like the look at Robbie Gray um, get him in when he was getting that midfield time. He uh, had a couple of weeks where he had the most uh, centre clearances, the, the most centre bounce attendances he's had all year, thinking that it was all green green lights, and now he's back into that half-forward role there, JB. And I'll tell you what, Chizo, when people are considering trading in a midfielder this week, I'm still saying if you're around that price range, trade in Robbie Gray. Do you know why? Because we have him for one week. One week in the season you need him to go big. And what better... I could probably name maybe two other teams that are better to play than the Gold Coast Suns when you're talking about midfield and forward points, especially small forwards. I don't think they have anyone to match up on him. And if they put Harbrow on him, you just know he's going to go out and kick six. Um, It's the type of team that just don't really have a great matchup for him. And I can see Robbie Gray really getting off the chain. Port need that percentage to stay high. Um, and especially if Richmond drop their game, um, a, a real good chance to just stay over Sydney with our percentage. Um, obviously, they've got Carlton, so we're going to need to really shake the Suns up. Um, I can see Robbie Gray really getting off the chain a bit. Yeah, sure. All right, jump into <laughs> the Cats and the Giants. Let's whip through them. Okay, so you didn't sound too um, enthusiastic about my Robbie Gray pick. No, nah, nah, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> All right, well, in this one, it's Mark Blitzarves. Brandon Parfit and Tomahawk Hawkins in for Sam Simpson, Jackson Thurlow and Zach Guthrie who have all been omitted. Rory Lobb and Stevie J come in for GWS and Himmelberg and DeBoer go out. So um, again, just a lot of omissions for, uh, I mean, teams really just shaping up their final um, their final best 22s coming into the last um, last week before finals. And this one's going to be another great game. So Geelong versus GWS, a team that will shape the top four, a game that will shape the top four. And um, either way that this goes, um, the team that comes out on top could be looking um, looking at the second in contention to the Adelaide Crows at the moment, Chizo. 
Yeah, no, that that's absolutely right. It's basically a home final where they they they're going to decide whether they play each other, aren't they? So if you long win, they're going to be back at Skilled Stadium. If uh, the Giants win, they're going to be at Spotless for that that qualifying final. So that's basically what's going to happen. Um, it's interesting to see that GWS probably haven't gelled quite as much as we thought yet, particularly with Coniglio and Delidio coming back. Obviously, huge ins. Probably not getting the drive from them yet that we expect. Um, Josh Kelly absolutely still dominating. Um, Heatershaw named on a wing. That's good for those that still have him, JB, and we've been suffering all year. Couldn't see 40 touches out of him. No. No, no, we won't. Um, we might see 40 points out of him, which would be astounding, but I can't see 40 touches coming from him, Chizo. Tim Taranto named on the emergency, so uh, he seems to have come back from that ankle injury that he suffered a few weeks ago, so keep an eye out for that. He could be um, one that comes in during the final series. Uh, Essendon and Fremantle, the next game we'll jump into, uh, a host of changes on either side. We'll just quickly run through them. Uh, Joshy Green and Craig Bird are out. Josh uh, having that foot surgery just in the last couple of days. Uh, Watson, Langford, Collier, Hocking and McKernan. Uh, wondering if Heath Hocking is just getting his uh, his last game before he uh, either gets moved on or retires as well. Uh, struggling to find a spot in the uh, the new quicker game style that Essendon has. On the Docker side of things, Ryan Nyhouse, Sean Darcy out with suspension and Cam McCarthy is omitted. That uh, I've read that for the first time, JB, and I'm. It's just uh, it's baffling me a little bit that you'd uh, omit Cam McCarthy. Um, hopefully, there's uh, I'm not missing something there. Lockie Neal coming back in. Shane Kirsten, Jonathan Griffin, Daniel Pierce, Tommy Sheridan, and Sam Collins, all with extended benches uh, here. JB, what do you think of this game? Because uh, basically, all Essendon have to do is get the four points, and they're into the finals, mate. Yeah, so it's going to be a really, really good game, and they'll see um, exactly what they need to do as most of the game. Um, will, in fact, all of the games by St Kilda Richmond um, that are before them will decide what exactly they need to do. They, um, I mean, they're probably favourite to get into that eighth spot. And Chizo, do you know what that means? That means Port might be playing Essendon in that first game at Adelaide Oval, so it could be rival of the Chizo and the JB. That's all right. Uh, we all know what happened. Um, you just can't keep up with the pace of the Bombers last time we played. So I'd rather play you guys than Sydney away at Sydney at this point in time of the season, JB. Yeah, having seen our last um, elimination final at Adelaide Oval, um, the result of that, which I believe was against, um, I, I think Richmond was the team, but I didn't actually see anyone show up <laughs> until halftime. Um, I, I think we've got decent form in those elimination finals. I think we'll back ourselves in. I tell you what, you're not going to do much this year with bloody the fridge, Joshy Begley. He is just an absolute jet. Once they once they get some braces on the kid, they'll have uh, ladies lining up for him. He's just an absolute leg. Just donking his first kick from 50 metres to a goal. The fridge is an absolute jet. It's no wonder they love him down at Bomberland. I doubt he lasts that long. <laughs> <laughs> my, my boy Paz named in the guts uh, rising star winner Andy McGrath on the halfback again he's been a, a fantastic this year uh, hey JV jump into uh, the next game West Coast Eagles and Adelaide Crows because uh, correct me if I'm wrong but the same thing happened last year where West Coast got over Adelaide they lost their top four spot potentially they could uh, impact the ladder again this year look I'm I'm not a Crows hater um, I'm more of a Crows fan disliker so um, West Coast getting up in this game would actually be very beneficial to myself, uh, living in Adelaide and working with uh, far too many Crows fans. 
So fingers crossed that does actually happen again. Um, in this one, it's West Coast with Mark LaCroix, Jackson Nelson, Will Schofield, and Jake Waterman coming in. With Josh Hill being omitted, that's obviously the extended bench. And Paul Seisman, Carl Hardigan, and Wayne Miller are all sitting on that extended bench uh, with no omissions from the Adelaide Crows as of yet. So they are likely to stay unchanged. But this one at Domain Stadium isn't as easy as it looks. And I'll tell you right now, Chizo, I need to make up about 39 tips, and this will be one of my PODs. <laughs> this is one of your PODs. Uh, obviously, it's a huge game because, you know, if we get the same result as last year and GWS beats the Cats, we're going to have a new number one team, a new minor premiers in, uh, in GWS. Um, if the Cats win, they can't jump uh, Adelaide. So that's the only only team that can dethrone uh, the Crows is GWS. Um it is going to be an interesting game. The Crows do seem to be a little bit wobbly, particularly because of how well Sydney started last week. Um, I, I think they need to do to West Coast what Sydney did to them last week and take the crowd out of it as soon as they can by uh, banging on uh, probably five quick ones to start with. Yeah, the thing is with Crows, and I think a lot of people are noticing it, they don't actually start their games too well. Um, although they, uh, as we saw with Collingwood and Sydney last week, they chase down strong leads for the fun of it. Um, and they just, when they get clicking, they are probably one of the most potent offensive teams that I've seen um, in probably the last decade, just with the skill that their players have and just the sharpness of each one of their players on the field. Number one, three, 23, that's out there. Um, it's, it's just crazy to watch how good they are, um, especially passing on the 45. But they don't start that well. So if West Coast get a strong jump on them, um, it'll be interesting to see how Crows react, or hopefully Crows come out and get a strong jump on them and um, really put their foot forward uh, for that first final, which would probably be against Richmond at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, is there any chance that, because obviously GWS and Geelong's play uh, on the Saturday, that if they know that they've got the uh, the first place um, kind of sewn up because they can't be dethroned, they might come out a little bit lethargic knowing that they've got it won. Yeah, I can't, I can't see that happening. There's a lot of pride in that Adelaide team. And if Tech sees anyone loping about or jogging behind the ball, I, I can guarantee he'll go up there and give him a head high bump himself. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't quite see that happening. But, I mean, stranger things have happened in football, that's for sure. Absolutely. And uh, I'll tell you probably uh, one of the bigger games of the round. I see this as a typical Richmond game. The next game, Richmond v St Kilda, all extended benches. Uh, Jaden Short, Sam Lloyd, who had 50 touches and six goals in the VFL on the weekend. Um, and Connor Menager also on the extended bench. Uh, Jack Loney, Brandon White, Daniel McKenzie, Bailey Rice, all extended bench. Sam Gilbert only out with an abdominal strain so far. Um, it's one of those typical Richmond games, TJB, that they could just drop by 50 points, similar to what they did against the Saints earlier on in the season. Well, fingers crossed, because that would mean Port versus Crows in that first final. And, I mean, as much as I don't want to play the Crows in any final series, um, negating that home ground advantage somewhat um, would be probably good. And getting that second chance at least means we don't lose to Essendon by 50 points in the first final. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's probably worse for us because then we're probably getting city. But this is the thing. Uh, you get a Richmond win, there's the potential that they end up in third and uh, they're versing like the, the Giants or uh, the Adelaide that they uh, they do actually um, match up quite well, particularly against the Giants. They've had a, a couple good runs against them. Uh, you get the Saints winning that. They can drop anywhere down towards, uh, you know, sixth 
um, sixth position there, and the, you know they're playing in an elimination final, which they're typically the Tigers drop by about another fifty points. JB, so um, everyone's kind of um, on the Tiger train, thinking that you know they're top four, they're going to get the double chance, and I just see this as just such a danger game. I just reckon it's just one of those games that they'll drop, particularly because the you know the Saints are going to get it, get up for Saint Nick. Yeah, I'm a bit of a Tiger hater myself, unfortunately. Um, I just. For some reason, they just stand out to me a little less than any other top eight seed bar Port Adelaide, who obviously are yet to beat anyone around them. Um, and I mean, that's true. Like Richmond, just of any team, I can just see them um, dropping a game or two in that final series and being very quick exits. But they have been surprising all year. Western Bulldogs were surprising last year. And if Richmond ended up in a preliminary final, it would be by their own hard work. So um, they'd definitely be deserving. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next thing I want to jump into, that wraps up the teams here, JB. Um, we've obviously got the Donate for Donuts uh, this year. Uh, luckily for me, I haven't had to put anyone in yet, but I do want to mention that the Cancer Council does have uh, the Daffodil Day on uh, tomorrow, Friday. So probably, whether you're listening to it um, on the Friday, Daffodil Day, uh, $5.6 million raised last year. We're also running the, uh, the Donate for Donuts. So if you do have a donut, you can uh, pledge an amount to towards a Cancer Council, you can put towards our Donate for Donuts campaign, but uh, everyone get on board. Let's see if we can beat that $5.6 million that were raised in 2016, um, which is fantastic. And we're happy to say that we've uh, probably raised about $3,200 through uh, Dr. Supercoach Cancer Council fundraiser so far over the last 18 months, JB, and uh, really, really happy for that, that we're going to be continuing in 2018 as well. Yeah, and we're coming up to $2,000 this year, so um, if we get... If we get a good showing to, uh, well, today for the for the uh, daffodil day, as you said, um, then it'd just be it'd be so greatly appreciated by everyone at the team here. Um, I mean, we all put into it as well, so um, it makes us proud to see that number go up. And um, I think it's safe to say that we'll be pretty pretty happy and pretty willing to do a small giveaway if we were to hit that hefty hefty um, two thousand mark. So um, everyone, just any any amount, any. $1, $2, whatever it takes. Um, it only takes a certain amount of people to do that. And we've reached our goal. So um, just something to think about. Um, a, a small packet of chips is pretty much what it will cost you. So um, just a brilliant cause. And 100% of the money goes straight to the Cancer Council. So none of it comes to us. Um, we don't even we don't even look at it, Jizo. So um, <laughs> it's, it's just a great cause and something that um, we're so happy everyone has, has embraced so much in the community. Yeah, and it's been a fantastic season. So uh, we might as well jump into the Q and A. We did put a post out on Facebook during the uh, during today, uh, asking for those that had questions leading into what is potentially their grand final, or maybe you're just still going for rank, and maybe one of those like JB that's sitting in the top K but still getting absolutely throttled in the uh, the league <laughs> matchups. Um, we, we've got a few questions here, JB. Do you want to shoot through them, and I can give uh, the best uh, answer that I can for them, or uh, I, I might just start shooting them to you because uh, you, you seem to be pretty good off the cuff. Um, Josh comes in with the first question here. Excluding Laird, Yo, Franklin, Green, amongst others, but they're the most notable, who do you recommend I trade in at 490k for any position for Hanabry? So he's getting a, a bit of a long-worded uh, worded question there, Josh, but he's getting rid of Hanabry. He's got the DPP to pretty much do anything. Is there anyone in the last round that you think that would be a great trading? Well, we mentioned Robbie Gray earlier purely for that Gold Coast factor. They tend to consider a lot of points 
to opposition midfield slash small forwards. Um, otherwise, if you're looking for a bit of a POD, a man who scored 140, followed by 95, followed by 88, followed by 119, a man that's in form and you wouldn't even think to get in your team for at least another three years, is Luke Dunstan, playing one of the biggest games in his career against Richmond this week to try and get that top eight spot. Um, he could be a sneaky point of difference, but I'd be more looking towards the Robbie Grays, even the wing guards against uh, Gold Coast. Um, and then you've got your your obvious picks with Isaac Heaney. Um, so there's quite a few options there. Um, they're probably my top ones. Have you got anyone uh, in your mind, Chizo? No, I'm pr- pretty sure that you've summed it up around that point. There's there's not a great deal that you can really bank on. So you're looking for someone that's um, going to just have that absolute breakout final game of the year. So um, potentially we could be looking at the likes of a JPK. Uh, hasn't been going great of late, but he's coming off a 110, particularly against Carlton at the SCG. We could see him have an absolutely fantastic game. Um, and probably besides him... Uh, scrolling down the list here, JB, maybe looking at the likes of uh, Ryan Baston. No, let, <laughs> please don't. Let, <laughs> let's just move on. Uh, Axel Kerr, uh, I'm going to struggle to beat my opponent this week in the grand final. Well, that's generally what happens. There's not many walkovers in grand finals these days, unless you're on JB's basketball team. Um, wow. I've got two trades with only Hannah's out this week. This week, should I trade Hannes to Bastinac and chuck the C on him for a bit of carnage and then use the other trade to tra- to upgrade Trelaw to Fife? Well, uh, the second part, JB, I'll answer that. Trelaw to Fife, absolutely. Fife's been, uh, my boy's been absolutely on fire lately. Coming off a 142, five-round average of 125, three-round average of 133. Uh, absolutely on fire. Get Fife in. He is uh, uh, absolutely demanding that to a $603,000 price tag if you can get him. Get him in, then uh, I'd definitely be doing that. Um, the Bastinac, uh, he's he's come back again here, JV. As soon as I make a, make the joke, he he pops up here, mate. We can't escape him. Yeah, I've actually gone and blocked Axel Kerr, so um, <laughs> <laughs> um I would, yeah, no, I probably wouldn't be doing that if I were you, Axel. But you could trade in some worse players who have better opposition. I guess they've got North Melbourne this week. It's at the Gabba. If I were to predict a score for Bassanac, it would have to be 90-plus this week. So I wouldn't be chucking the C on him, but if you needed that money from a trade like Hannah's to Bassanac to get Trelaw to Fife, it's the grand final. You're going to struggle to beat your opponent. Just go for it, Axel. Yeah, I can't see a problem with it. <laughs> Beastanac, I, lo- I love it. I love the community's input with Beastanac. It's great. Look, uh, look at the next uh, question uh, pop- then. Podcast uh, regular Paul Maltman, Newman, Ryan, Witherden, DeLuca, two of them on field. Who would you pick there, JB? All right, so Witherden's my first one, and he's an obvious one. He's just an absolute jet. I know he's had a few down games, but if you're going to back anyone and against any team, I mentioned it early, North Melbourne's probably one of the best. And then Newman in a must-win game against Carlton, um, I can just see... Pretty much from from top to bottom, any player that usually scores 80-plus is just going to go 80-plus in this game. So it's probably going to be a point fest for the Sydney players, and I couldn't think of two better players to get in. Yeah, I 
Absolutely on the money there, mate. Um, we're looking to trade in someone for Hurley here, JB. We've got um, Tyler riding in. He's already got Doherty. He's already got Adams. He's already got Laird, and he's already got Hibbard. So um, he's got quite a lot of the big guns in there that you can pick in your back line. If you're looking for someone to replace Michael Hurley, who would you be looking at? Okay, so you're looking at a strong defensive option, and... We all know there aren't many this year, but I would be looking at maybe someone that we've relied on in the past, Chizo. Um, I would usually say Dylan Robertson, but he seems to be playing that tall role week in and week out. But how's this for a bit of a sneaky POD? Someone that's going to play every game this season, who would have thought? Average 92, 95 in his last three, and that's Cade Simpson coming off a big 110. Doherty going into that midfield a lot is freeing him up. Um, if you, I wasn't looking at Cadeson, if I was really turned off, say Cadeson had burnt me in the past, maybe even Zach Tui coming off a big 106 three-round average. Um, it, it, just a couple of PODs. But Cade Simpson, I, I couldn't think of many better to, to fill that void there, Chizo. Yeah, I don't mind uh, those selections. I, I think you, you can't really ignore JJ. He seemed to have found his form. I don't think they're going to send a, a forward tag to him at Hawthorne, particularly in the last round of the year. He's a 101 across his last three, 93 across his last five. He could be uh, could be a decent selection. Actually, Chizo, I have overlooked someone. Okay, go. Someone in Nice's grand final team um, of the week, Batchar Hooley, coming off a 132. Um, is predicted to run an absolute muck against St. Kilda. He may be your best option. And if you, uh, according to Nicey, he is your best option. Um, so I'd, I'd toss up between him and maybe someone like Cade Simpson. It's just whoever you fancy, really. Yeah, old Bashir Hooley is uh, not a bad option. Uh, he hasn't been shooting the lights out lately. Uh, he's just been punching them out. Um Ooh. But he will be uh, a good option to go through into this week. Uh, I think I don't mind the JJ over over Hawley, though. Yeah, no, I, I think JJ's a great shot as well. I overlooked him myself. All right, we'll jump into the next question. Uh, we're looking for a D6 this round here, JB. We're looking at Harbrow, Luke Ryan, and Sharonberg for the D6. Uh, I think I'd uh, personally... Uh, after being burnt by Luke Ryan over the last couple of rounds, I think I'd be leaning towards Scharenberg. Uh, he's he's got a bit of consistency to him. Over the last five, he's going at eighty-five, which is um, absolutely nothing to be nothing to sneeze at. Particularly when that's even better than Heda Shaw, which we paid six bajillion dollars for at the start of the season, uh, and uh, ninety across his last three. So um, that's really all you want. Particularly when he's only, he's got a high score of ninety-nine. That's a low standard deviation. Exactly what we're looking for. Uh, Luke Ryan only going at seventy, less than seventy. Across his last three just hasn't been uh, able to hold up what we uh, had hoped and had seen at the start of his uh, his AFL career. Uh, JB Harbrow is he uh, doing enough to dethrone Scharenberg? Do you think? Well, Harbrow had three t- uh, sub tons in what looks like his first uh, twelve games here, and then he went fifty six, forty three, fifty two, seventy nine, fifty one, seventy two, twenty one. So. I'm going to say no. His predicted score is 63. I think Scharenberg is his safest option. Yeah, that that uh, standard deviation that I just mentioned is exactly what you should be looking for. Uh, we're getting a lot of questions like this, so we might as well just sum it up. We'll just compare a few more. Newman or Scharenberg there, JB? Uh, definitely Newman for me. Yeah, Shaw or Scharenberg. I think I just answered that one. I think you you really penciled in um, Heater Shaw for forty touches now that he's named on the wing, don't you think? <laughs> Definitely, I'd be backing <laughs> yeah. in the money that you've spent there on Shaw. 
Look, if it was your grand final, um, it's just going to be personal opinion. I'm not going to be responsible for telling you one way or the other. Uh, I already get enough Twitter abuse as it is. Um, <laughs> but if you're just looking at the pure numbers, Schaumburg has been playing really, really well. They always play well against Melbourne. So um, uh, there's potentially he, he's going to look at another 85 to 90. Can we expect more from Heatershaw against Geelong at Geelong? Probably not. Uh, particularly, he is no longer that um, that get out of uh, out of jail um, player in the back line anymore. He's just a, you know one of those bit players these days. So um, that reliance is no longer on him, and I'd probably take a punt and go with Sharonberg. Particularly if my opponent has sure, you could get that extra ten points there. Um, and the last question we've got from Charles Condro: uh, Would you trade Dalhouse for Franklin here, JB? Uh, I'll come out straight. That's yes. That's exactly what I would do because Dalhouse has been horrible we might as well touch on some of the captaincy options that we have this week um obviously we got bont and tinch on the friday night probably going head to head um bont hasn't obviously uh he hasn't been fantastic in the second half of the season so i'd be steering clear of him titch looks uh, fantastic he's been uh, having a, a great uh, season all around so um you could expect probably a 130 from him against the western bulldogs that aren't going to put any time into him uh but we are looking towards pistols theory of VCing danger because everyone's going to try and get the C on him anyway so worst case scenario he spuds it up at least you've got the uh, the option to try and take a, a C somewhere else um, so you're probably looking at um, looking at a titch or a danger as a VC there JB uh, potentially even a beams as they uh, he plays uh, uh, against North Melbourne earlier on so you can you could probably go a beams into a danger um, but I do like the look of Frio against Essendon with uh, Fife in absolute red hot form as my captaincy option so I'd probably be going uh, recommending a danger into a Fife sort of scenario there what do you think? Yeah and there are a lot of players in that game Zach Mera and Lockie Neal alike who um, if you've traded out Fife like myself um, are just a really good fullback if Dangerfield somehow goes uh, sub 120 so um, I think my main, main message, though, is Titch into Dangerfield just seems super, super safe. Um, Tom Mitchell actually outscored him last week, so um, I think I think that's a bit of a no-brainer, and a lot of people will be jumping on that, that one as well. So um, definitely a neutralizing move, but if you want to get ahead, um, or if you want a Titch to spot it up, even though he's in your team and your opposition is to be seeing him, um, like you said, Dangerfield into Fife is just rolled gold, lock it in for a great score. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we can't forget the likes of uh, Dusty Martin and uh, even Sloan Ranger, who coming off a 140 in his last game, uh, potentially can go big, but I'd be VCing danger on the, uh, the Saturday night. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt in my mind. All right, JB, that pretty much wraps up the final uh, in-season podcast of the year. We're obviously going to be covering a lot of the draft in the off-season with a few more podcasts as our local expert, expert Chizo, all the way from Queensland, uh, does the business. Uh, <laughs> fantastic having you on there, JB. Yeah, and um, just quickly, let us know in the comment section um, anywhere or via email, um, which Chizo will plug in a second. Um, let us know if you want us to go again next week, maybe do a bit of a finals preview, talk a little bit um, about maybe even the finals game if Supercoach Finals is out again this week. We're not sure if that's dropping. So um, just let us know if you want us to drop another podcast next week. Maybe you're bored at work or you just want to hear our beautiful voices. It's up to you. Um, and I think we're, we're men for hire at the moment, Cheezo. We're, we're kind of looking for a job. So um, make sure you let us know. <laughs> 
Uh, it's going to be uh, going to be a bit odd on the Thursday nights not being able to give you a call and hear your voice, mate. I'm going to cry myself to sleep wearing our sleeper keeper <laughs> jumpers. I reckon. <laughs> Oh, ridiculously comfortable. Um, <laughs> and if you do have any feedback for the podcast, we'd love that. That's the one thing I don't feel like we get enough here, JB. We get enough questions to, to last a whole podcast, but I don't get enough feedback to you know to know what we could tweak, what you enjoy from other podcasts, what kind of information you'd like to see come into it, uh, any segments that you enjoyed you'd like to see come back. We just want to get that feedback. And obviously because Pistol is a little bit of a sensi, he does have um, that little bit of a heartstring you can tug a little bit too hard on sometimes um you know just address it to jb all right it's, it's fine we don't take negative criticism that harshly so um don't be afraid to absolutely let loose particularly of uh, how much we've played down bastardack this year or beastanac i should say so i'm expecting at least five to ten emails again this week about how much we just not spending on bastardack there JB. yeah and if you think about it every third person that comments bastardack if that was a review this podcast would be a hundred times better so <laughs> there's too many bastardack commenters um, I'm going to get roasted for that. But um, just just lastly from me, uh, Chizo, there's a lot of big changes coming to Dr. Supercoach. Um, the podcast and the page alike, um, all, all things will be revealed in 2018. But um, it's I think it's uh, needless to say that we've got a very, very exciting time ahead of us. And thank you, everyone, for your support for the year. Um, this could very well be our last podcast if no one wants to hear us next week onwards. Um, until the draft, of course, which will be covered uh, mostly by yourself, considering you are the expert. So um, just thank you again to everyone for the season. Make sure you hit up the, the Cancer Council, donate for donuts or donate for fun, whichever you want to do it for. Um, it's just been a great season. Yeah, absolutely fantastic having you on again here, JB. Uh, can't wait for the off-season um, can't wait for 2018, and uh, it's been a fantastic year for both our sides. I think we've uh, finally started listening to the our own advice, and it's starting to pay off. Ignore pistol, listen to each other. That's that's what we <laughs> that's what we need to do from now on, mate. The cheese old chase down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, catch you later, community. <laughs>